Hello, my friends, Andy Kennedy here with Inner Self Lightworks, and this is our very first podcast. I was not ever even thinking that I would do a podcast, and I had someone uh, recently tell me that a new friend uh, recently tell me that she was watching one of my videos on YouTube, uh, and if you are not familiar with our YouTube uh, page. Uh, you can go search Inner Self Lightworks on YouTube and check that out. We've got a lot of meditations and all that, but I'll get to that in a second. Anyway, she's watching my uh, videos on YouTube and watching my latest podcast, I mean, latest um, webinar on manifesting. And she says, you know, you have a voice for podcasts. <laughs> and of course I thought, <clears throat> well, that's interesting. Does that mean I have a, a face for radio? <laughs> so who knows? But I've always been a little enamored by radio hosts. So this is fun. Uh, I'm excited to provide content. Uh, I listened to a, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I consume a lot of information on a daily basis, and I like to put a lot of information out there. So what I thought I would do in this first podcast is just sort of introduce myself, tell my story, tell you why I'm here, and what I offer across the board, and then hopefully you'll subscribe and keep listening to what we have here at Inner Self Lightworks. And again, you can, you can Google that, you can YouTube that, you can Facebook that, um, it'll all, all of those search engines will bring us up. Luckily, there's no one else out there that's using the word, uh, or the, the two words pairing, the pairing of words, inner self light works. And there, that's just two words. So inner self is one word and light works is one word. Um, and again, I'm Andy Kennedy. So Inner Self Lightworks started in 2003, and I had already been on a journey discovering my inner self, uncovering my inner power, my inner truth. Uh, after college, I went out to Oregon and I had a little uh, uh, extended hippie holiday, I say, and um, really spent those two years, year and a half even actually only out there discovering um, parts of the universe that I never knew existed. Quantum field and uh, extraterrestrial channeling. And I discovered books like the Celestine Prophecy. Um, and it was that book that really shifted my life and has become a foundation for what not only that I share and teach and live myself, um, but for what I have launched since then. Um, fast forward, I moved to Colorado in 1998. And um, when I moved here, I was like, where are all of my Oregon hippie woo-woo people? Uh, they, at that time, they were all underground. And I frequented a crystal shop in the small town that I live in, in northwestern Colorado, called Steamboat Springs. Long history of Olympic skiing and ranching and amazing, amazing community. I love Steamboat. I can't believe it now. I can say that I've been here for almost 25 years. It blows my mind that I'm even that old to say that. But um, so 
I met my husband here, stayed, never looked back. Uh, And after somebody that went to college in Florida, living in the high mountain tundra with a six-month winter, it is a miracle that I am still in northwestern Colorado. But um, shortly thereafter, I started studying with a woman out of Boulder. Uh, her name is Karen Cook-Nagel. So shout out to Karen and to the Hands of Spirit Crystal Center uh, in the canyon uh, north of Boulder or west of Boulder, maybe. <laughs> and um, so I began studying the art of crystal healing and the laying on of stones that is taught by Karen's teacher, Melody. She's a one woman name like Beyonce. And um, I absolutely adored Karen and that that practice um, and it really became a launch pad for me as well now remember I've read already read some really powerful books like the Celestine Prophecy and um, and after my stint in Oregon I actually lived in Scotland for a year I brought that book with me and it was all I could talk about for like that entire 12 month period and we were all reading it together and all all um, practicing those, living those insights of the Celestine prophecy. But after Scotland, I put that book down. I'd read, actually, it's a four book series now. But at the time, I'd only read the first book, the Celestine prophecy, and the second book, the 10th insight. And the 10th insight is, I mean, the whole book, which I'll get to um, in a bit when I talk about my classes, but the whole book is, is really a roadmap for Uh, positivity and healthy eating and natural healing and generating your own energy, getting your energy from source itself and not struggling for energy and in a codependent relationship with whether that be your parents or your children or your loved one. And so um, the 10th insight though is all about the afterlife and Um, well, it's not all about the afterlife, but a lot of it is about the afterlife. And it's about our guide and our plan and our divine purpose for being here on this planet. Okay. So those two things being my foundation, um, I discover crystals. Then I discover the, uh, the practice of Reiki and got my certification in Reiki healing, uh, got my certification in crystal healing and, um, continued to, do that work of discovering who I am and and what my gifts are and what my intuitive gifts are. Cause I've always been, I I even studied extrasensory perception. Um, I think in high school when I was studying macrobiotics and I mean, I I've been doing this stuff long before it was hip for sure. Um, and I, my own health journey has led me in and out and my own mental space has led me in and out and on and off the path of self-discovery. So after getting those two certifications, I decided to open my business, Inner Self Lightworks, and I practice here in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Uh, that, that practice was working on people, but also continuing to work on myself. I began collecting certifications like I was a Girl Scout collecting badges on my banner. Um, and I was a Girl Scout and I love collecting badges, um, little patches, right? But I... Um, Uh, You know, I really loved helping people discover the holistic practice of healing and coming to health. And so I spent the next couple of years doing that work while working at a, uh, first it was a a travel agency, 
Um, and then my husband and I opened another business called Access Anything. My husband, Craig, is a, a T12 paraplegic. He does not have the use of his legs, but he is not disabled. Uh, he is currently a disability consultant for one of the premier disability training organizations in the world and travels the world training the airline and uh, travel industry on handling customers with disability and improving their disability uh, practices. And so that business, that Access Anything business, was our kickstart for that kind of work. We wrote two guidebooks. Um, when I was in Scotland, I got a second degree. My first Bachelor of Arts degree from Eckerd College in Florida was uh, visual arts, which I obviously am not using and did not, as soon as I graduated, decided that I did not want to use it, which was a bummer, I'm sure, much to the chagrin of my parents. Um, but I, um, I then decided I was going to be a travel writer and photographer in Scotland. And so when I moved to Steamboat, I decided working at a travel agency might be a good idea. And then when I met Craig, I decided our niche, the niche of disability travel was probably a really amazing uh, niche to get into. So it, and it was, we wrote a couple of guidebooks. We made some absolutely amazing friendships that we keep to this day. But at some point um, around 2011 uh, or 12, when he started working for the nonprofit disability program, adaptive program here in Steamboat, I decided that was no longer for me. And I, I reflected on what was, and I was starting to get involved with a sustainability program. And that sustainability program, a nonprofit called the Yampa Valley Sustainability uh, Council, YVSC, um, I joined the board first and then decided that was something I really could sink my teeth into. And I loved it. Again, all the while still working on alternative healing as a side business, um, but without any business skills, without any background in business, I didn't do good in business on my own. Uh, Craig and my business access anything we closed in 2013 because we really just did not understand how to, to generate uh, the traffic and uh, the ideas and the income that we needed to stay afloat. So we did not. And um, and then the same with access with um, Intersoft Lightworks. I didn't know how to make money with that um, because individual work in a small town like this, especially back then in 2005, 2010, was not something people were looking for. They didn't, the general populace didn't know the word Reiki, right? Now they do, but they didn't back then. Or energy healing. They didn't understand energy the way we do now, or the way most people do now. And um, so I worked for YVSC for seven years, um, loved it, loved the environment, um, loved my coworkers, but I burned out in the nonprofit sector. And right about that time I was burning out, I had a friend who uh, synchronously, and you'll come to find that, that that word is very meaningful to me. I do believe that everything happens for a reason and synchronicity is a foundation. It's a, it's a core belief of mine that, that nothing happens without a divine uh, trigger and timing and intention and request for help from the universe or God or source or your guides, angels, etc. So I was not only burning out at work, but I was burning out in health. And this was about, um, well, actually my health started burning out 
in 2007. And I had quite a few health issues that uh, nobody seemed to be able to diagnose until about 2014. So I was fast forward on seven years of elimination diets and I studied macrobiotics, as I'd mentioned. So I knew nutrition was very key to health. I'd studied Ayurveda uh, in Oregon as well as, you know, many other alternative health practices. And I um, was just in the right place at the right time with this friend. She said, you know, come take a look at this whole food nutritional uh, piece, this, this uh, support, this, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a whole lifestyle, but it's, it is also a foundation product that a naturopath developed and it's been around for 25 years now, going on 26 years now. And um, and so I took a look at that. And then she said, hey, there's also a business to this. So I saw the business. And it is it is network marketing. At the time, I didn't understand that concept. I had some limiting beliefs around network marketing. And now, uh, fast forward in the work that I do, the personal coaching and development work that I do with people like Grant Cardone and Dean Graziosi and Eric Warre and the people who really lift up, Fraser Brooks, really lift up network marketing as an industry and, and, um, and hail the, especially Grant Cardone. He says, if I don't, and if you don't know who he is, he's a billionaire founder of the 10 X movement, um, all about really just generating more income so you can generate more good in the world. And the same with Tony Robbins and, and Dean Graziosi. And they all say, you know, you want to have as many streams of income as you can to generate as much abundance as you can to be able to make a positive impact on the world. And now if you have limiting beliefs around money, um, then, you know, that doesn't sound good to you, right? It feels icky to you. And it felt icky to me. I had to do a lot of work around abundance and money and the beliefs of around money. And I grew up in a affluent home um, in Washington, D.C., or just south in Virginia, south of Washington, D.C. Uh, my parents were upper middle class workers. They both had full, full-time full jobs. Um, they both had amazing careers. They're both amazing, intelligent people. Uh, I'm an only child raised by intellectuals that did really, uh, you know, made made good, successful careers for themselves. Um, so I don't know what limiting beliefs around money I got from them. Um, I know I got some from them, but I feel like a lot of my limiting beliefs started layering on in college, maybe even in high school, I'm sure in elementary school. Um, but I do feel like the majority of my limiting beliefs around money came later in life. Um, you know, um, especially when my husband and I were starting Access Anything and we were struggling financially and amassing quite a bit of debt because, you know, we were trying to build this business. We took out a business loan. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I've had to have my, my family bail me out of debt, not once, but twice. And, um, you know, we all, it's, it, it's not, surely there's a, there's a, I own that. I have ownership around, around the debt, but, um, we aren't taught 
about debt in school. At least we weren't. Hopefully people are teaching their children now about um, good debt and bad debt and not paying for things with debt and not, you know, and really understanding about interest and understanding about budgets and, and, you know, you know, all of that stuff I had to learn because like I said, I didn't have any background in money or business or any of that. And so what, what I can loud, uh, or laud, uh, network marketing for one of the many, many, many things is that I, for the last six years have had to work on myself. I've had to work really hard on my limiting beliefs I've had to work hard on my belief, my four beliefs in our product with the whole food nutrition, um, in the company itself, which is an amazing company. Um, I've had to build belief around the whole industry of network marketing, and I've had to build belief around myself. And that last one is the hardest one. And over the last six years, I have built, um, not a, not a huge team, but a commendable enough business and organization that it did duplicate my nonprofit um, income. And I still all along, like I said, I, I walked away from the nonprofit world when those, those paychecks were the same, but I still all along carried the Inner Self Lightworks brand because it meant something to me. And the most passionate that I can get when it comes to helping people with their health is helping them flip their mindset around whatever it is that's limiting them from success. And so in 2013, when James Redfield, who's the author of the Celestine Prophecy, released the 12th Insight, um, I read it. Actually, he released it in 2012. I think I said 2013. I read it in 2012. And in 2013, I started studying and furiously creating a course based on his experiential guide for teachers. Uh, so I went through that. Um, it's not a certification, but it's basically a crash course in teaching this course. And then I layered on all of the other things that I've learned. Um I've layered on meditation. I layered on affirmations. I layered on uh, an extra module around food because of what I've learned for my body and how I brought my body back into balance uh, from an autoimmune diagnosis in 2014 um, and totally reversed that diagnosis completely and now can tolerate all the foods that I had been cutting out back then. Um, so I layer on how alkalinity is so important to the body. And we talk about, we talk about living a clean life, um, in sobriety, whether that's, you know, a full commitment to sobriety or, uh, going through phases of, you know, a strong long-term commitment to sobriety. Um, I layered on, um, a lot of other practices and teachers that I have learned from like Bert Goldman's quantum jumping and Doreen Virtue and um, David Hawkins, power versus force, uh, a lot of uh, Wayne Dyer, uh, Course in Miracles. So I poured as much of myself and my learning as I could into 
manifesting with synchronicity, poured everything I could into that and taught that course from 2013 to 2018 in person once a year here in Steamboat over 26 weeks. It was a long five, six month adventure um, in personal growth. And what I witnessed every year were so many changes and up-leveling and shifting and oh my gosh so amazing um and so then in the end of 2019 I took 2018 and 2019 off from teaching manifesting with synchronicity because I was very very focused on my network marketing business um on growing that and on the mission of inspiring healthy living around the world which is our mission and helping people find their own leadership skills and helping people heal in their own health and i loved it um i really i really did still do um consider that a full-time gig for me but um in the end of 2019 i could feel like i said earlier i'm a very intuitive Uh, and I've been sober now nine years. So that sobriety is like a radar. I feel like when you are clear, uh, I am also mostly sugar free and I feel like sugar clears those upper chakras as well. Um, so I'm, I'm like a beacon for listening for synchronicity and I knew something was coming. I didn't know what it was, but I decided to And I'd wanted to do this anyway. I had just been dragging my feet. So I wanted to put Manifesting with Synchronicity online and teach it online. And I started studying with um, someone to help me sort of do that um, on a small basis, Um, just a little. I started listening and, and following and learning and all of that and um, and began marketing the class and signed up 10 students. My typical students were about six before I could manage about 12, I thought. So I marketed it, filled the class and launched it for the launch of April 1st, 2020. So the class was full by about March 15th. (laughs) And then all you know what happened March 15th, 2020, right? The whole world shut down and everything went online. And for us to be able to process the emotional load and the confusion and the doubt and the fear and all of that together in a tight group around build and building all of that around and the strength of ourselves and the meditation and the focus all around the foundation of the Celestine prophecy and the nine insights or 12 insights. If you work through the upper level insights, um, wow, it was profound, really everybody that went through it, um, was really excited. And um, as I am now launching this on a new platform, uh, podcast was one of the things that that one of my friends said that I needed to add to my marketing engine uh, for the work that I do and for the work that I want to do for you, for my listeners, for my students, for my network, for my global human tribe, right? Um, I do believe that my work, my gift, my calling in life, um, is helping people wade through the muck of the third dimension so that they can get to the other side and find peace and find abundance 
and joy and create the life of their dreams, manifest the life of their dreams. Um, and so manifesting with synchronicity is just my flagship course. Um, but it does, as I said, cover all of those things. Um, that's why it's the flagship. Um, and I am launching it April 1st. So if you want to know more about that, um, you can go to, um, bit.ly, uh, which the short link for bit.ly is bit.ly slash manifesting webinar 21 for 2021. So bit.ly slash manifesting webinar 21. And I'll put that link somewhere in this podcast, um, as well, but, um, launching again, April 1st, April 1st is such a powerful day. I mean, the equinox in itself is a powerful, powerful time of year. Um, but what you can look forward to in these podcasts, as well as, you know, the stuff that I share both on my social networks, as well as my YouTube, um, are my three core, uh, pillars of content, which is mindset, matter, and meditation. And mindset is everything from, you know, flipping the script to from negative to positive to, you know, flow and focus and um, all of the emotional piece and how the mind works and, um, and, you know, mind movies and all of that stuff, the works of Joe Dispenza, you know, the mindset, mindset is 90% of our reality. Like you could change everything else. And if you don't change your mind, your world is not transforming to what you want to create. So that's why it's first in my pillars, for sure. Matter is eating clean. It's the macronutrition, micronutrition. Um, it's the the rainbow array of phytonutrients that we need to put in our body to have our body do the best that it can do. The body is designed to heal itself. We just need to give it the tools to do that. So that's the matter. And then meditation. I've been a student of meditation since I lived in Scotland, probably before, because my mom took me to yoga when I was probably four or five years old. So I've been studying yoga for that long. And of course, meditation is part of that. But I didn't have a meditative practice until Scotland, until I studied at the Buddhist Center of Glasgow and um, and really started uh, making something like Metta Bhavana, which is the practice of loving kindness, part of my daily ritual. And so meditations are very important. I've recorded a lot of my own meditations. You can go to innerselflightworks.com to hear some of those meditations. Uh, and you may have found this podcast from there, but if not, innerselflightworks.com and, um, and find my meditations there. And, um, and so meditation, if you click on that link on my website, that'll take you to all of my pre-recorded meditations, but a lot of those are also on YouTube. I've also um, updated some of them and put them on my YouTube. So again, if you if you go to the search bar on YouTube and search Inner Self Lightworks, Andy Kennedy dash Inner Self Lightworks will come up and all my videos will come up under that as well. Um, so smash the subscribe button, as my friend Fraser Brooks says, um, so that we can get get our message out there more widely and um, and really help to make a change in the world because right now we are all shifting on a global level and we our generation our indigos bless our hearts we were raised by baby boomers who 
really paved the way for us when it comes to the 60s and 70s woo-woo, new age um, awesomeness, you know, and some of us were raised by hippies. Like I said, I was not. I was raised by intellectuals and uh, um, they didn't impart any religion on me. They didn't impart um, any woo-woo on me. Uh, my mom did impart nutrition on me and I do feel like that was a foundation for me. And the yoga was a foundation for me and a launching pad for me as well to um, to really fill in the gaps for myself on nutrition and religion and um, and this kind of work. So all of our indigo uh, tribe, it's time for us to unite and start laying the foundation for what this world is going to look like when we're 60 and 70 and 80 years old. And what kind of world do we want to pass on to our children? and our children's children, right? So thank you for making it through all the way. My first episode, the about me episode. I'm excited to tell you, continue to tell you more um, little bits and pieces of my story here and there when I get vulnerable in this podcast. But uh, I know that wherever you are in the world, I love you. I honor you. And I'm excited for you and for what's to come in the next months and years and decades and this world that we are creating together. <laughs>